All right, everybody. Welcome back to week number two of What's the Rush podcast. I am your host, Daniel Bird. Today we're going to be talking about my absolute favorite historical figure, and that is George Washington. And uh, I give you a little teaser at the end of last week's episode, and if you knew me, you probably already knew, and we're not surprised by who I was going to talk about today. But that is the story that we're going to be looking at today, and that is George Washington. I'm so excited to get this podcast started, and without further ado, let's get to it. So we are going to get started here with George Washington on episode two of What's the Rush podcast. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Bird. If you missed the first episode, please do go back and listen. Uh, it's going to give you an overview of what this podcast is going to be about, but let me give you just a brief synopsis if you've come to episode two and haven't had a chance yet to listen to episode one. So the point of this podcast is in the name, What's the Rush? We're going to be looking at the importance of slowing down in life and realizing that life is a process and it is a journey. And so I think one of the best ways to do this is to look at figures that we deem as great or successful or amazing or whatever adjective you want to use, uh, where they seem to be head and shoulders above the rest of us, uh, and we really idolize them, and to realize that their stories are stories of regular people, um, that it took them years to get where they are, uh, and that there was gonna, there's times, there's failures, there's setbacks, there's struggles in their life, and it's important to see that see their life in context. And I think we can learn a lot from stories like that. So we're gonna be looking at historical figures. We're gonna be looking at pop culture figures. We're gonna be looking at music, sports, you name it. We're gonna be looking at several different stories. And today we're going to do George Washington, which, if you know me, uh, of course it was gonna be the first one that I did here at the podcast. So. Without further ado, let's jump into George Washington. So now, when you think of George Washington, of course, probably the first thing you think of is, isn't he the guy on my dollar bill? That's probably the first thing you think of. And the answer to that question is, yeah, that's him. That's him. He is the guy on the least significant amount of money, paper money, that is, in the U.S. Yeah, that's him. You got it. You might be thinking, oh, I remember hearing about him in my middle school and high school history classes. He's the guy that beat up on Britain, dropped an elbow off the top rope, had a bald eagle flying over him screaming America, and all those other good stuff. That's him, right? Correctamundo, that is him. All that happened, all that is historically factual, and you will not hear any different from me. But anyways, there might be other things that you think. You might be more into history and realize that this was the first president of the United States, uh, leader of the Continental Army against the, the British in the American Revolution, who in a lot of ways has been idolized and in a lot of ways there's been like a rarefied air around George Washington and you won't hear any debate from me that there shouldn't be but I think what we often forget about George Washington is that there's also a story behind the man and that story is one of some struggles and some failures and some setbacks and it's important to look at that as we look at the theme of what's the rush in life realizing that there is an end goal and so we're on a we're on a journey, and this is a process. And for George Washington, he wasn't always the George Washington that we think of. He wasn't always the first president of the United States, this great man who defeated the British with a ragtag army of 
of guys who had really had no military experience. He wasn't always that. Okay, he was a guy. He was just a man. And I think that's what the theme is that we want to see in these stories as we look into them more is to remember no matter how great we think these people were, no matter how successful they seem to be, at the end of the day, they are just people. They are just individuals, no different than you and I when it comes to that. Now, what we're going to do here today is to look at George Washington's story from start to finish and really just going to highlight the struggles, the failures, the setbacks that George Washington had and then what we can learn from his story. Because again, I think so many times, particularly with guys like George Washington, we don't really think about failures or struggles or anything like that. That doesn't really cross our mind when we think about these guys. But it certainly was a huge part of his story, and that's what we're going to get into today. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So, George Washington was born in 1732. Now, I want to go ahead and pause here and say I'm not going to do try to not make this super, super boring or anything like a history class because you're like, oh my God, I don't like history. And that's fine, and that's okay. Uh, so, I'm going to try my best to not make it like a history class and just tell you it as a story as an individual. Also, before we really get started, and I should have said this earlier, but I'm going to go ahead and put it in there now. If you're interested in reading more about George Washington or any of these stories I'm going to be telling, I'm always going to give you the sources at the end, book that I, books that I used or anything online. I'll give you those sources at the end, so stick around in case you want to do some more reading on these particular people's lives and what they were up to at certain ages, whatever. Um, and so I'll give you that at the end. So let me get back into the story here. George Washington was born in 1732 to a farming family in Virginia. Now, what's important to note here is he wasn't necessarily born with that silver spoon in his mouth. He wasn't born uh, a ruling class, or he wasn't born, you know, super, super rich. Now, he wasn't poor, but he wasn't, you know, killing it either. This was a pretty middle-of-the-road farming family when it came to farming families. Uh, he, His father and his mother married. This is his mother came in from a different marriage, so brought different children with her from her first marriage. And so what the first setback George Washington faces is being born in 1732. Obviously, if you, if you know this, the 1700s were not terrific times for health. They were not terrific times for life expectancy. And this struck their household pretty early on. When George was 11, his father dies. And so back then, that wasn't that uncommon. Again, life expectancy wasn't that high. Uh, basically, you get the sniffles and boom, you're done. So, this happens to George Washington's father. He dies when George Washington is 11. And so, this was detrimental to George Washington. Obviously, hurt hurt him and it hurt the family. In the 1700s, uh, it was already hard enough to make do. And so, now, George Washington doesn't have a man of the house, doesn't have the father. Um, and in a time when that was pretty imperative, different times. And, and so, his mother's having to try to keep the house together and, and keep it in check keep the farm going, all this good stuff. And wh- who kind of steps up is George Washington's older half-brother, Lawrence, who his mother brought in from the first marriage. Lawrence is, obviously, like I said, older than George Washington. And so George Washington, after his father's death, really takes to Lawrence and really begins to look at him as a mentor, kind of a father figure now as he's a young man and he's growing up. But by the time George Washington is 20, his older half-brother Lawrence dies from tuberculosis in 1752. And so this is a huge hit to George Washington. Obviously, you know, again, this is his mentor. This is a guy he looks up to. This has become a father figure for the past nine years of George Washington's life and the formative years of him growing up. Really looked up to Lawrence. And so Lawrence gets super, super sick. 
he goes off and he tries to kind of get better, but he doesn't. And so he comes back to Virginia, and he ends up dying, in, like I said, in 1752. And this is a huge hit for George Washington. And so now at this point, he's got this entire farm, this estate of, of Mount Vernon, which sounds like it should be a great plus, getting all that land and, and farmland and all that good stuff. But again, it comes with the price of tragedy. And it's certainly a setback for him. Although he's got Mount Vernon to lose now his father and to lose a mentor and someone that he loved dearly, it's a huge hit for George Washington. And he's only 20 at this point. So about a year later, George Washington begins his military career. And he begins this as a British emissary in the French and Indian War. So real quick on the French and Indian War, again, not trying to make this a history lesson, but in the colonies... At the time, in the United States, they were not independent from Britain. Britain was still ruling from England across the ocean. And what was going on was there was some French uh, settlements in the New World, here, over here. And because of this, Britain, obviously, land disputes, all this good stuff. They wanted more land, and the, and the French weren't giving up, and all this other stuff. So a war breaks out, and the British use a lot of colonial resources, a lot of American people and resources to fight this war over here. And it costs the British a lot, but that will come down to that in a little bit. But anyways, George Washington joins the, f the cause, and he is on the side of the British, ironically. And so then what happens is George Washington, uh, he begins to rise up in the ranks in the French and Indian War. So he becomes where he starts to lead men in the British Army. And as he does this, he gets really one of his first opportunities to lead, to be a higher-ranking guy. And so what happens then is the first failure of George Washington. And that first failure of George Washington is at Fort Necessity on July 4th, ironically, of 1754. And so what happens is, again, this is George Washington's first time to be able to lead troops, really his first big test as a man, and his first big test as a military man. And what happens? He ends up losing. He has to surrender this fort to the French. He has to evacuate all of his men. He loses men. Um, and all of this had to weigh on George Washington. So think about this. His first real mission as, a, as uh, somebody who's over these troops is a failure. It's unsuccessful. So let's pause at this point. If George Washington takes this loss, takes this big defeat, where he had to give up a fort, he has to lose men, he has to evacuate, all of this stuff. If George Washington looks at this and goes, I can't do this anymore. I can't be a leader. I can't um, be in the military. I am inept. I am no good. I am a failure. All of these things. What if he just says all of these things? He's 22 at this point, so he's still pretty young. He fails his first test, and he goes, I'm done with it. What if his story ends there? Who is George Washington? Well, he's a footnote in history. He's somebody that you might come across if you really were studying the French and Indian War. But aside from that, you know, when are you going to hear about somebody like that? He would have been a 22-year-old young man in the Army who lost a battle and had to give up a fort. And that's all we would know about him. And he certainly wouldn't be the George Washington that we think of today. But here's the thing. He doesn't stop there. And so that's his first major setback right there, George Washington's first major setback. And I think about a lot a lot of us. Um, I think early 20s, I'm 24 now, and I can say that I think early 20s and, and still now are a really, really rough time in people's lives. 
because you are either transitioning from, you know, whether you went to college or not, you're still transitioning in those early 20s, late, you know, 18, 19, 20, something like that. You're transitioning from high school. You're transitioning to trying to be an independent. You're transitioning to trying to do all of these things. And it's a really, really tough time in life. And I don't think it's any coincidence that at 22 it happens to George Washington too. It just happens in a different way in a different time. But those early 20s is trying to find your way, and you're going to fail. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have things that, you know, come in up, and you don't even know where you're going half the time. And it's just it's a really, really tough time of trying to figure everything out. And to have a setback like this, man, it it can really put you put you down and put you out. But it doesn't to George Washington. He keeps going. He ends up winning a lot of battles. He ends up being a very brave and heroic um, fighter, very brave soldier. And so then, after that, you know, the war concludes, and we're going to fast forward a little bit here. The war concludes. He's in the Virginia militia. He's farming. He's kind of living a quieter life. Several years later, what happens? Well, George Washington, this is where the story begins, where you know George Washington, right? He is asked by the Continental Congress after they decide that they are going to try to gain their independence from Britain after all the taxes and after all the things that Britain did to them, the Boston Massacre, all of these things that you probably heard about in class. They're trying to now get away from Britain, and they ask George Washington to lead the Continental Army. Well, here's the thing. That's an almost insurmountable task. There was no such thing as the Continental Army. They said, George, will you lead this? And if I'm George, I'm looking at them like, what do you want me to lead? Because all there is at this point is a bunch of militias in a different in different states, and that's all there is. There's no uniform army. It's not like the U.S. Army that we think of today underneath the government. No, it's not. It's There's a lot of militias, a lot of untrained men, a lot of guys that were just farmers or whatever else. And George was tasked with being able to take all of these guys and create something out of it and make an army and then lead the army. And so that's a very, very hard task that George Washington is given. And so you have to think, again, he, whether or not he wrote about it or admitted it, the human brain does not forget things that happen in life. And to think back at his first time ever leading on a much smaller scale, and he fails. He fails, and I wouldn't say epically, but he fails and he loses this fort. And you had to think, now he's given this huge, insurmountable, seeming, seemingly insurmountable task to lead an army of, of essentially ragtag guys who have very little military experience to go against the greatest empire the world had ever seen at that point and was at the height of their power. And they were, they were kicking on all cylinders all around the world. And he's asked to somehow defeat them. That's the task that he has given. That is the goal that he has given at the end, is to defeat the British and so that we as America can gain independence. That is a really, really tough goal. And he does it. Now, that's how we think the story ends, right? We think the story ends with Cornwallis surrendering and the Revolutionary War is a success and America gets their independence from Britain and then you know the rest. But there's a lot more to that. Even in the midst of this, George Washington, he loses a fair amount of battles, a lot of battles, actually. At the beginning of the war, it looks good. He's, he was able to get the British out of Boston. He was able to have a successful siege of Boston. But after that, 
He's got several, several times where he loses battles, particularly in his efforts to defend New York from Britain. And in the midst of all this, there's a really interesting quote by George Washington that I think is pertinent to what we're talking about here. And he's writing to one of his colonels, and he says this. He says, I shall not be deprived of a comfort in the worst event if I retain a consciousness of having acted to the best of my judgment. There's something we can learn right there. In the process of looking at his story and trying to grow as people and to realize that life is a process, life is a journey to slow down. George Washington, he knew what the end goal was. And he said, look, as long as I can act to the best of my judgment, do the best job that I can, I have to be happy with that right here in the moment. Make these steps towards what I'm trying to get to. And in the moment, that's what I have to be okay with. No matter what happens, I have to be okay with that. And that's a really, really good lesson to learn, a little small lesson in, as we're going to get to the end of this story. So as you know from there, George Washington, despite losing several, several battles, is still very heroic. He does a lot of great things, and he ends up being an integral part of why we have independence from Britain as Americans. And so he wins the war. Not he, I shouldn't say he, but the entire Continental Army wins the war. And we know the rest of George Washington's story. He becomes president. Uh, you know, then he becomes enshrined in American folklore and the legend that he is today. So that's really a, a really fast, quick version of George Washington's story. There's a lot more to it, but I wanted to pick out some pieces. So what do we learn from George Washington's story? We learn a couple of things. Number one, we learn that just like anything we have in our life, George Washington's story was one of a process. There was definitely times that you had to think in his life, particularly when he's 22 and he loses his first major battle, or when he's losing battles left and right in the American Revolution, there had to be times that he was thinking, I am not going to be able to do this task. There had to be times. It's just human nature to think like that. Human nature to see the insurmountable odds in front of you and go, I don't know if I can make this. And also human nature in just trying to get to where you want to get to because you see what the end goal is. For, for George Washington in the American Revolution, it was to win the war, and that was his end goal. How easy would it have been to sit there and go, I need this now, I need this now. But he realized that it was a process. He realized it was not going to be, it's not going to be one in a day. And I think that's something that we have to do. Now, we don't have something as dramatic as winning an entire war and gaining independence for the country. That's not our goal, and that's okay. But whatever your goal is, don't dwell. What we learn from the story is not to dwell on our past failures or our past missteps or our past setbacks. Because these things, in the end, if we continue to push forward, even little by little, if we continue every day to work and get to try where, where we're trying to get to, we're going to get there. And it's, it's a process, and it takes time, and it takes dedication. George Washington didn't just wake up one day and go, I think we'll beat the British tomorrow. No, it took years upon years upon years of hard work and going th trudging through some snow, trudging through disease in the camps and all these other things that he had to, to deal with. Lack of funding, all oh, I can list all the things that he had to deal with. But he fights through it to the end goal, realizing that this is a process. Like he said, acting in the best of his judgment, no matter what happens, in each situation, acting to the best of his judgment and trying just as hard to just continue to move forward. And it is perfectly okay to have failures and to have setbacks, but you cannot let these failures and setbacks 
stop you from getting to where you want to get. If George Washington would have done that, he wouldn't be George Washington. If George Washington would have given up when he was 22, he wouldn't be George Washington. If George Washington would have gave up when he was 20 at the tragic loss of his older brother, he wouldn't be George Washington. He would just be some guy that we might not even ever read about or hear about. But the reason that we know him, the reason that he was successful, the reason that he is who he was is because he kept on fighting and he kept on looking at the goal that was in ahead of him and continue to pursue it and continue to work towards it, not giving up when there were setbacks and there was uh, tragedy struck or anything like that. So it's a perfect example of asking yourself the question of what's the rush. Because, again, you don't know how long it's going to take you to, to succeed in your goals, but just keep on fighting and getting to it. Keep on making effort day by day to get where you're trying to get to. That's what George Washington did, and I think that's what you'll see a lot of people in these stories that we're going to talk about, that life is full of extremely difficult obstacles. And many times, though you continue to strive to your goal, you can be slowed down on your journey, you can hit uh, setbacks, whatever. You can feel like you're taking two steps back sometimes, but remember to keep going. Remember to keep that bigger picture. You know, that's definitely one of the biggest things that George Washington did was he kept the bigger picture in mind as he continued to press forward. And it's not easy sometimes when we have setbacks and we have failures and we have, especially like I said in the last episode, when we start to think about how these other people are doing so much better than we are doing and they're where we want to be. It doesn't matter. Keep your eyes on the prize on what you are trying to do and be confident that you can accomplish this as you continue to work at it. One of my favorite quotes from George Washington as we, as we try to wrap this up here, it was a letter to his mother towards the end of her life uh, in 1787. And George says this. He says, Happiness depends more upon the internal frame of a person's mind than on the externals in the world. That's a really, really, really good quote. Happiness depends more upon the internal frame of a person's own mind than on the externals in the world. In other words, it's the mindset that matters. And for George, it definitely did. To have the faith, to have the perseverance to believe that he could do this and that he could look towards his goal and he could attain his goal if he just kept working, if he just kept trying, if he just kept pushing forward to not give up. That is what we learn from his story. And that's what we learn in the context of what this podcast is about as, as, as I end right here, to remember that there's no rush. This thing is a process. So ask yourself wherever you're at right now, maybe it feels like you've had some setbacks and maybe it feels like you've had uh, you're not where you want to be, and every time you try to get there, there's some obstacles, and you feel like you're taking steps back. Man, calm down, slow down, relax. Realize that as long as you're fighting and you're moving forward, even if it's a little bit of progress, you'll get there. It takes time, but you will get there. And listen, if anybody had insurmountable odds right in front of them, it was George Washington. And it took a lot of time, and it took days where he was barely making any progress towards his goal. But did he give up? Absolutely not. There were days that he would have taken two steps forward, and then the next day took three steps back, but he kept on walking forward when he could. And that is the importance of this story, is he understood it's a process. He understood to ask himself, I doubt he asked himself this in the 1700s, but in these particular words, but what's the rush? He knew that if he puts the work in, and he keeps on putting the dedication, the time, the effort, 
it was going to happen. And he kept on believing and he kept on fighting. And that's where he got to. And so George Washington's story in summation is this. It's, it's a story of ups and downs. It's a story of fighting through adversity to get to the end goal. It's a story that's very similar and should be very similar to ours. A lot of us face adversity. A lot of us have our ups and downs. But no matter what, just keep on moving forward. And that's what we're going to continue to see in these stories. So I hope you enjoyed George Washington's story. I hope that you learned from it. I certainly did. Uh, I learned something from George Washington's story almost every time I read it because a lot of different things happened in that war. And I would really encourage you to read more about it, even if you're not a big history fan, just for the sake of learning that life is a process. So that pretty much concludes the story of George Washington. And there's a lot more to his story, obviously, but I was trying to speed it up and tell you the, the big point, the big points. So as we end this podcast, I just remind you to ask yourself today, what is the goal that you're trying to move towards? What are you trying to do? What is that, for lack of a better term, what is that British army that's in front of you? What is that insurmountable mountain that you think you can't climb? And ask yourself, what can you do today to take that step? It can be a small step. And then when you look at that top of that mountain and you look at that goal and you're not there yet, ask yourself, what's the rush? Because I'm going to get there. If I keep making steps towards it, you'll get there. And some days will be harder than others. But know this, that as long as you are striving towards your goal and you're making tangible steps towards that, you will get there. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'll end with this to quote a little bit of quote a little bit of the Bible, one of my favorite passages, one of the the best things, and I think it really shined through in George Washington's life is when Jesus in Matthew six is talking about something a very simple, a lot of wisdom in this. And he's saying, Why are you basically saying this? Why are you worrying about tomorrow? Today has its own troubles, today has its own tasks, today has the things that you need to get done. It's like focus on that. Why are you worrying about tomorrow? And then later on in the New Testament, James says the same thing. He's like, Don't keep saying tomorrow I'm gonna do this, tomorrow I do this. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. George had the mindset. George Washington had the mindset of this is the goal, and I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to do it, but I'm going to realize there's going to be setbacks. And with every setback, he just kept on going, and he got to where he's going. And so that's what I encourage us to do. Keep on moving forward. Keep on trying. Keep on putting effort. Never give up. And ask yourself, why do I feel the need to rush why do I feel the need that I have to be at the end goal? Because guess what? You can't get to the end goal overnight. And if you can get to your end goal overnight, maybe your goal's not big enough. Maybe you're underestimating yourself. Because no goal, nothing worth, nothing in life that is worth having comes easy. So if the goal that you have and you attain it tomorrow, maybe you need to up your goal a little bit. Because the goal that George Washington had could not be attained in a day, and he knew that. So that's the story of George Washington. That's what I think we can learn from it. Obviously, if you can learn more than just what I gather from it. But if you want to read any more about George Washington, let me go ahead and tell you the sources that I use. The first one is a very good book called Washington, A Life. It's by Ron. I might butcher this pronounce, pronunciation. It's Chernow, I think. Uh, but again, that's called Washington, A Life. And then outside of that, I used the Miller Center out of the University of Virginia. That has a lot of great resources on presidents, if you're a president nerd like me, talks about his life, it talks about uh, what he did as president, what he did as general, all that good stuff, and that's really fun. And then I use Mount Vernon. 
um, which is the historical estate still in Virginia that is all things George Washington. And so they have a lot of cool resources on their website from quotes to stories to correspondence, all that fun stuff. And so that is where I got all of it. If you have any more questions, feel free to go on to my Instagram for this podcast. Again, that's What's the Rush Podcast on Instagram. DM me any questions. Uh, I'll try my best to answer or direct you to something that I think could answer. But let me know in the comments uh, on Instagram you know, what you get gathered from George Washington's life and listening to his story. And so I hope you come back next week. And I won't, I won't give you a teaser this time, but it's not going to be a historical figure. It's going to be in the sports world. There's your little teaser for today. And let's just say that this guy is notorious for some things, but in a good way, not, not notorious in like he's going to be a bad way. You're going to learn from his story, and I, and I hope that you enjoy it. So, all right, well, that will conclude episode two, and I will see you back here or next week, and we'll continue on telling stories. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and remember, what's the rush?